Hi, it's Janice here, and today I want to talk about what music teachers can learn from comedians. The question is this, how do music teachers like you and me find ideas, resources, and the energy for teaching? How do we teach in such a way that inspires our students and inspires ourselves on keeping on going day after day? That's the question, and in this podcast, we give you the answers. My name is Janice Tuck, and welcome to the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers. Hi there and welcome back to the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers. Now this is the place where music teachers gain new insights and inspiration and hopefully those little sparks and ideas to make music teaching more fun and more fulfilling. I wake up every day and I'm seeking to find and learn more about how I can always be better. I need to build a better company, publish better resources, be a better presenter and I'm always searching out new people to learn from. So one thing I've learned recently is that comedians are actually some of the hardest working people around. So here's an interesting truth. Comedians aren't just naturally funny. It actually takes work and it takes effort. And they don't just show up on stage, start talking and people start laughing. It doesn't actually happen like that. So most recently I've been reading and learning about one of the most successful comedians of all time, Jerry Seinfeld. I just ran across a couple of articles at a podcast interview with him and I was captivated to learn more about him. And I've recently discovered he has a wonderful interview show on Netflix called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Now, Jerry Seinfeld is the most famous for his TV show Seinfeld, right? Which was on TV in the early 1990s. So it's nearly 30 years old now. It was a show about nothing. And if you watch it, you see basically Jerry and a couple of his friends goof around for a while. And you think these people are just funny people who are basically lazy and they just happen to create a hit with their show about nothing. (laughs) Anyway, after listening to Jerry and learning more about him, I don't think the word lazy could ever be applied to someone like him. Every word of that show is actually meticulously written. It's refined and tested in front of audiences and then it's tested again and refined some more. And that's how it became such an amazing success. So the best comedians, and that's Jerry included, started out with one or two funny jokes. And when they see that working, they make a note in their journals of them. They just sort of write them down and write down funny things about them. So then they go into their next show and they take those one or two funny jokes and they might try a few others. And they might find that this time in this show, three really work. So the next time they go in and they tell those three funny jokes and they know they're going to work and then they might try a few others again. So do you see what the process is? They're building the best, the funniest show by testing the jokes. Now, it could take years before they actually build the funny show that you and I get to see. But we don't see that bit. We see the end result, right? So it's actually a constant process of testing, trialing, and this innovation. So Jerry told a story in one of the interviews that I listened to recently where someone went up to him and asked, well, how do you know when a joke might be getting a bit tired? And even if it's good, it might be time to retire it. And he said to them, well, what about you? Could you write something really funny that'd be really good in a show like this? And they replied, well, not in a million years. And Jerry replied, well, neither could I. And so Jerry was making this point that it's pretty difficult to write a great joke that always flies. And that is why he doesn't retire his best ideas very easily, you know, the ones that are working, 
because they're brilliant. They're always there. They're always something to come back to as a basis and they're always valuable. So what can we learn here as teachers? Well, don't you think it's the same with music teaching? When you start out, you try a bunch of ideas in your lessons and maybe they'll work and maybe they won't. So you take those few ideas that work best to fit the needs and then you add the other elements to the lesson. Now, out of those new elements, you might add one or two more ideas that really hits with your classes. So you refine it, you add it to the next lesson. And so now you have a couple of great ideas, you know, work every single time and you can refine and adapt them to suit different needs and levels. And then you go back in and add those couple of ideas and test new ideas. Some will work, some won't. So through the lessons over the years, you get these collections of work, collections of these lessons, and then collections of programs that you know work time and time again. And that's when you become an experienced teacher. That's when I say experienced teachers are like finding gold because it takes the absolute years to cultivate all those skills and experience and then add the timing into the lesson on top. And your experience as a teacher is super valuable. However, that all seems like a lot of work, doesn't it? Of course, we all do this. We all work hard and trial and test ideas our own. But the great thing is that music teaching isn't quite like being a comedian. It's not quite like a performance. Unlike trying to be like a famous comedian, we don't always, as music teachers, have to be completely unique and original in order for someone to listen to us. As music teachers, we can have the benefit of standing on the shoulders of giants and learn from those who have gone before us, who have already done it, who have already worked hard in traditional formats, and we can learn from friends and colleagues in our industry. And that's what we've been engaged in doing here at the Fun Music Company for nearly two decades now. Through our learning experiences, our conference where we've talked to some of the best in our industry from all around the world, and our crowdsourced ebooks. We've always sought to find the best and the most useful lesson ideas that can be relied upon to work every single time in the music classroom. So just recently, we've collected the top nine ideas from the original sources, and we've made a new free report, which we call Music Teachers Secrets. It's free. It's the top nine ideas we've researched, and they're the top nine ideas that we know work, and you can get them now. So you'll find the link in the show notes for this episode to download it and you can use it straight away, completely free of charge and it takes no need for technology or extra equipment. The beauty of each of these core ideas is they're not only fun to do with classes and they work every time, they're also active ideas. They're the things for the children to do to get busy and to really focus on doing, not just watching in the classroom. So in music, students don't need to be on their screens and devices all the time. They can be there as a support, as a tool. But in music class, we really believe that children need to be really productive, busy, connected. And this is the time to be all of that with our students again, don't you think? Students aren't going to sit there and watch forever. It's time to do. So many years ago, I started telling my students music isn't a spectator sport. It's active. You have to do music or play music, but you don't watch music or passively go to music. And to this day, I still believe you get more out of it if it's an active process. Certainly has been for me and my teaching and for our work here at the Fun Music Company. So go ahead now, download our new Music Teacher Secrets report and tell me what you think. 
take a photo of yourself with it or take a video of your classes doing it and send it an email or publish it on social media and tag me so I can see it. And let me know what you think, how it worked for you, because nothing inspires me more than to spark ideas in my colleagues, friends and peers and then see them working in process. Also, with your help, we can add more to our ebook resources and publish more and more refinements to help more and more teachers and to share this stuff. And in this way, we're really helping to make the world a better place through this wonderful educational experiences for children. So it's been great talking to you again today and I look forward to seeing your feedback and seeing all the ideas that this might spark for you in some way. And I look forward to chatting with you again next time on the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast service. It helps us spread the word. Also, you can head over to funmusicco.com forward slash weekly teaching ideas where you can join our mailing list and get free access to hundreds of fun music teaching ideas and resources for the classroom. So make sure you're subscribed and don't miss an episode. And I look forward to seeing you next time on the Weekly Spark for Music Teachers.